everyone. Welcome to the Imaginal Space podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and I'm so excited to be sharing space with you today. I am especially excited to say that we will be talking about the castle today. And that's because I've just been receiving so many messages surrounding the castle. And it always amazes me, you know, the different kinds of messages I receive surrounding the different kinds of archetypes, the different archetypes. And it is a continuation of what I discussed or what came through when the castle came along in conjunction with the prayer. So that should be the episode previous to this one. And it's not like you have to listen to them in order or anything. I'm just testing this thing out where each recording builds off of the last one in a different way, but they still, you know, connect to one another as if they are just one greater story. So it's not like you have to listen to all of them. You can pick any one that you want. But if you want to see how this one connects to the prayer, then just listen to the episode before this one. So I believe in the recording where I was, you know, discussing the prayer. Yes. Okay. I'm remembering now. So it was a lot about intention and, you know, developing our own relationships with creation. What does that look like? So if you remember, if you listen to it, the seed was a card that came up in the reading with the prayer. And so we actually have the seed. So we have three cards or four total. We have the castle, the vessel, the vision, and the seed that we will be, you know, exploring today all together. And so I found it really interesting that number one, the seed came back, you know, because it was originally, it came through when discussing the prayer And now it came through for the castle. And so what that tells me is that intention is one of the most important things, you know, that we all need to be paying attention to right now is intention, intention, intention. So let me kind of rewind to a couple of the first messages that I received surrounding the castle and, you know, where we left off with the prayer. When the castle came through with the prayer, it started a conversation surrounding manifestation, creation, and our relationships with creation that I wanted to explore even deeper. And in a nutshell, in that conversation, what I realized was the most important thing with the castle, the seed, and the prayer was that we really take the time to investigate our own relationships with creation. So in that conversation, I talked a little bit about how one of the things I'm not very fond of when it comes to manifestation is not manifestation itself. It's that it seems like people are attempting to create some sort of formula or, you know, trying to market and package our relationships with creation and put them into a box. That's the only thing, you know, 
that I'm just like not crazy about because I do believe that, you know, any for anybody out there, you know, and this is not like an attack on manifestation. You know, I believe that manifestation is beautiful. I believe that the idea of, you know, empowered creation, that's something that I believe that we can all use, you know, a little bit of in our lives. However, I do believe that, you know, with people teaching different methods of manifestation, I don't know, it kind of feels a little bit weird to me. You know, it's kind of like they are, you know, teaching you how to relate to the creative consciousness within yourself. And for me personally, I've found that treating that as a very personal, very intimate, very individualized process has brought me so much closer to my own creation, you know, over listening to anything else anyone else has had to say. Because I've been in that position before, you know, when I didn't know anything about anything, and I'm not saying I know stuff now, but when I really, really didn't know anything about anything, I looked to other people for examples. You know, how does this person relate to creation? How, you know, does this person interact with the world around them? And I think there is so much beauty in that. There's so much beauty in, you know, observing, you know, how people interact with creation and you know, what, how it is that they create, how it is that they interact with other people. I think, oh my gosh, it's so, it's so beautiful to see. And I just want to see more of that. You know, I want to see more diversity in that because, you know, there are some, I mean, we're all spectacular people, but when I think of, you know, a couple of truly phenomenal people, they have their own, They just have such beautiful relationships with creation that you can tell that they took the time to cultivate on their own. You know, they didn't. I mean, they had many, many teachers, but their teachers weren't necessarily the stories of the teachers or I mean, a little bit, you know, it like it depends. You know, for example, I used this example a while ago, like if you wanted to become an expert in essential oils then you would need to learn the story of essential oils just because You know, there are certain ones that, you know, you can put on certain parts of your body and, you know, some just don't go on your face, you know, stuff like that. So I'm not saying that that is not important because, you know, within this experience, there are things that you need to know. You know, I couldn't become a doctor tomorrow. But what I found is that, you know, depending on, I mean, they have their own craft. All of them have their own craft, but... In addition to, you know, learning, you know, like the physical information from each of their teachers, they also kind of took in a little bit of that non-physical information. You know, they looked a little bit more or it seems or either seems to me or, you know, they have said verbatim that they looked at, you know, the teacher's relationships with creation and then that, you know, guided them to develop their own. You know, I admire I admire them so much for not only the, you know, information that they are disseminating in the world, but also their relationships with spirit. I think it is I think it's so beautiful. And you know, they again, they had teachers, but they took the time to investigate what love really really meant to them, you know, instead of just copying other people. And what I, I mean, what I believe that that does is, you know, it impacts two things. 
you know, it takes the, I say diversity, but it is, it is about, you know, diversity and inclusivity. So it takes the diversity out of, you know, bringing forth all of the different relationships with creation that there are, because there are infinite ones in existence. And what's so interesting about that is only you can discover yours, you know, nobody else is able to do that for you. Only you are able to do that within yourself. And if you don't do it, if you don't recognize it, if you don't see it, if you don't shed light and, you know, if you don't shed the light, if you don't shed the love onto it, then it's kind of like it's a lost treasure. You know, it's kind of like it's lost forever because the only person that can, you know, go into your heart and discover that that's, you know, your role or depending on how you describe roles and, you know, everything like that, but that would be yours, you know, that would be yours to do. So that is what I really wanted to talk about today. Would, and let me be clear, it's not about, you know, manifestation is bad, but I I don't know. I would love to see, or I do know, I would love to see more people moving away from just calling it manifestation because also just words you know, words and labels, they, it's not on purpose, but they put us into boxes, you know? So when I say manifestation, you know, I'm talking about one thing and, you know, when you hear it, you might have a little bit of a different understanding, but there's like, it's, it's interesting. There's kind of like an agreed upon understanding or a box in which, you know, even though we might have different interpretations of understand or of manifestation it's likely that we're kind of putting it into the same box and I don't know you know the last I say I don't know a lot but I do know um I have to stop saying that what I would love to see is for people to come to their own conclusions about what creation really is to them so You know, it's not about just like a word change. It's not about moving away from using the word manifestation to using the word creation because, you know, that that's not really what this is about. It's more about really, you know, again, castle and the seed. So the seed looking at the intention, you know, behind your relationship with creation, behind everything that you do, and then, you know, going from there. So there are a couple of things that I really want to talk about with regards to the castle, because manifestation has become such a huge umbrella term, and it's not like I'm going to go through, you know, everything, just because I'm so... I, I had my time where I learned a little bit about, you know, the theories behind manifestation and how it works, but I'm a little bit far removed from that now. So I'm not going to like, you know, pick it apart or anything like that. You know, I'm just like, I just haven't, you know, looked at it in a really, really long time or how people are practicing manifestation. But the seed, so the seed is really, really important here because Think about, and this is what I talked about a little bit with the prayer, think about why, you know, you, if you do, think about why you engage with 
manifestation. If it is something that, you know, is a part of your life, think about why. Because I'll tell you why I did for a while. You know, for the longest time, I was super, super confused. And I'm not just, that's not to say that I like don't have my confusing moments, but I was like in this really, really dark hole where I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. I don't even know, like, like I'm, I was in such like a dark, like black, like wormhole that like, I probably wouldn't be able to recognize my own hand. I don't even know. It was, it was a really, really confusing time. So what I was looking for at the time was something to kind of like make me feel more safe, you know, make me feel more protected, make me feel like I was more in control. You know, I think that a lot of people can relate to this feeling of, you know, I feel safe when I feel like I'm in control and I know what's happening, you know? So that was one of the reasons why I took a deep dive into you know, what is manifestation? Because the idea, it really, really appealed to me. I was like, whoa, you know, what? I can like write something down on a sheet of paper and it will just come true or like it'll just, you know, manifest or come into physical reality. That was something that was so, so attractive to me at a point in my life where I was so, you know, just bent on, I want things to go my way. I want to know how things are going to work out, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point. And it tied into a lot of, and so, okay, so here's the thing. So there was that element of it, but what that also ties into is like, and I touched upon this like a tiny bit, but I didn't really get to go there what you define, you know, as a successful life, you know, and I know that's such, it it seems like such a broad, huge, daunting question, but that is a question that is associated with the castle and something that we need to really, really be thinking about, you know, and I've been like, and this is why, I mean, you probably can't tell, but uh, there, there was like a significant amount of time between my last recording and this recording for me anyway because even you know before this podcast I was so used to you know journaling you know if not every day every other day or something like that and I so there was like a significant break for me between this recording and the last recording and that's because I was receiving so many messages surrounding the castle and I was doing a lot of you know personal reevaluation on, you know, what does, what is a successful life to me? You know, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And how is it really aligned with what I believe? Because by the way, again, the castle is not to say manifestation is wrong or anything like that, but the castle and the seed coming together in one spread, in, I guess, one reading, in one space, them sharing space together, it, what it does is it perfectly captures that it's time to really think about, you know, what it is that we're doing, why it is that we're doing it, you know, what truly, you know, makes us secure, all of those things. But I was thinking a lot, you know, the past couple of days over, you know, what is it really going to mean to me to lead a successful life? And 
I know that in a lot of places, you know, within the United States, because that's where I live. So, I mean, I don't really know, you know, how it's going in, you know, every single place around the world. There are places that are, you know, opening up and I'm fortunate enough to be in one of those places where, you know, we haven't had a spike in, you know, coronavirus cases or anything like that. So things are, you know, finally quieting down. I hope they stay that way. You know, I'm fully aware that, you know, uh, July 4th was four days ago at the time that I'm recording this. So we're really going to have to see in the next two weeks, you know, if there is a spike in cases, you know, due to July 4th. Anyway, um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, um, with things at least seeming positive, you know, within the past month, and, you know, we're moving into, you know, the different phases of reopening, I have been thinking a lot about, okay, you know, no more, you know, quarantine seems to be, you know, things are gradually reopening. But before you really do anything, because, you know, before my mindset was, I can't really do many of the things that I want to do because I have to keep myself safe. I have to keep my family safe. So, you know, right now, you know, this was when, you know, people around me, everybody was working from home. I was like, okay, going out there and like not working from home is not an option right now. So as things have been reopening, I've been thinking a lot about whatever my next move is, how is it really, really aligned with what I believe? And then, you know, what's even more important, you know, again, the seed. Oh, wait a minute. You know, forget about alignment. What is like the like the core of what it is that I really believe about this life and, you know, how I'm living it and, you know, I guess you could say, you know, what it is that I'm meant to do, how it is that I'm meant to live, etc. And I came to, you know, a couple of realizations that, you know, I just felt free to me so much because I didn't really think about them in that way before. And it's not necessarily the specific realizations that matter, but it's more about just giving it some thought. So I'll give you the specific ones, but real understand that like these are not for everyone. You know, they are very, you know, personal to me. The point is to be thinking about them and, you know, it'll, it'll all come together and how this, you know, ties to the castle. So over the past couple of days, you know, I had been thinking a lot about, you know, what attracted me so much to manifestation and how it seemed like so I want to say that I learned I learned about, you know, manifestation a couple of years ago. And what I realized is, you know, I had made this incredible shift to, you know, understanding my own personal relationship with creation and how it is that I wanted to, you know, live my life, conduct my life and viewing my life as you know this co-creative space you know that is something that's really really important to me okay but what's so interesting about that is you know I knew that in my heart you know I knew in my heart what matters to me is not necessarily you know checking off you know a bunch of boxes and like being here to like get more stuff or like get what I want you know at one point I thought that's what was important to me and by the way 
it's not to say that that's bad. You know, there are people here that make, you know, an insane amount of change by having very, very specific goals in mind, right? And, you know, having like a 12-step plan, like a 60-year plan. I mean, I don't really know. You know, I think 2020 has shown all of us that if you had a five-year plan, you can probably forget about it. Just kidding. But you understand. Um, But basically what I realized was I feel so much more connected, so much more aligned when I view this world from a perspective of co-creation versus and so there's like a couple of things that go hand in hand co-creation and presence to me go hand in hand versus what I was trying to do before didn't really work well for me and that was you know typical you know I guess I mean again there are so many different interpretations of manifestation but the typical manifestation rhetoric in terms of you know, law of attraction, like writing stuff down in a list and like, do you know what I mean? And to me, that's like very future oriented. So I think I covered that a little bit in the last episode. But what I realized is, okay, this is what's more important to me. And so this actually ties into the vessel a lot. So the vessel for me, that is one of the cards in this deck that I mean, they all point to co-creation in some way, but this is a very special card for me in terms of co-creation. So the vessel to me, you've probably heard this somewhere before that it's one of, you know, the most beautiful downloads I received, or it points to one of the most beautiful downloads, actually one of the first, you know, that I had ever received or And that just, you know, started me down this path. The vessel has basically shown me that, you know, any situation, any person, you know, places, circumstances, etc. We're all kind of moving. And this actually ties really well into an episode I did about the divine, a reworking of the divine masculine and feminine But basically, creation is in infinite, you know, types of vessels, right? So within me, within you, within my plant over there, within my instrument over there, within the cards even, right? And so it's just creation embodied in a bunch of different forms, a bunch of different vessels and different vessels, different forms of creation come into your life at different times depending on when you need them. So a friend coming into your life at a specific time to show you an aspect of creation that, you know, you might not have arrived to on your own. Or romantic relationships. I think that's a beautiful example. You know, not everybody even wants a romantic relationship. So any, I mean, there's so many relationships that teach us so much, but you know, for those of us that do engage in romantic relationships, I think my voice just said something funny there. Um, Yeah, for those of us who engage in romantic relationships, beautiful teachers, right? Um, Parent, familial relationships. um, You know, some of us have profound experiences in different places 
or different circumstances are our teachers. Basically, this card is saying, you know, creation, life, force, energy is woven into every aspect of this divine feminine, third dimensional physical experience. And so everything here, big, small, whether you notice it or not, is here to show you something. What I realized, because like what this was one of the first downloads I had ever received, you know, before any of this, before the cards even came out, it was, you know, so it's it's very, very near and dear to my heart. And so for me, you know, because it's one of the it's one, you know, different downloads come in, you know, different phrases, different words and, you know, just like just like little vessels, right? Um, they mean different things at different times. This is one that has just, you know, for years has always made me feel better, you know, whenever I need its wisdom. So, you know, there's probably a reason why it's very, very special to me. But in terms of, you know, manifestation and creation, what that download has taught me is that what it does is it puts me in the present moment, you know, whereas, you know, manifestation kind of takes me away from the present moment and kind of puts me in the future. So for me, that doesn't work very well, only because I, I don't feel like I'm a naturally grounded person, you know, that's something that's, you know, probably, you know, most of the time a little bit unbalanced. And so I just need to, you know, take extra care and pay attention to it. So for me, a relationship with creation that emphasizes presence is very, very, very important to me. For other people, that might not be so. But what I realized is I understood, oh, wait, this idea that, you know, this idea of presence and this idea of, you know, you're constantly co-creating in every moment that has meant something so special to me for years, but I didn't realize that not every area of my life was aligning with that. And that's why I felt, you know, especially over the past couple of days, so like kind of like anxious and jittery. So how do I how do I explain that a little bit better? So, you know, over the last couple of days, again, quarantine, everything opening up, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? You know, and how am I going to do X, Y, Z, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. And it was totally taking me out of the present moment and into the future and into this very, you know, goal-oriented, future-oriented, you know, writing down lists, you know, that kind of like manifestation state. And it just took me, it took me a while to realize, you know, that is, it's really just not me anymore. And it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel right, you know? When, and we just know, you know, we just know in our hearts and in our bodies, you know, when we feel good, when we feel inspired. The last couple of days, the more I have stressed about what am I going to do next? When is it going to happen? And trying to plan, plan, plan. Which, by the way, that's how, you know, I was for a very, very long time. You know, ask any of my friends, you know, from like, I don't know like a long, long time ago when I was like a child, you know, they would say like, oh, you know, well, they knew me as Katie. Katie was such a planner. You know, she was always on top of things. 
Joey's had like five different plans and then a backup plan for every single backup plan. Like she was a planner, you know, all of that kind of stuff, you know, very, very organized, very diligent, knew exactly where she was going to be in the future. Yeah, that was me then. And me now it's just like, what? But what I realized is it just doesn't, we all, we all have different relationships with creation that fit. And mine may not be for you, but that's kind of the point is that mine is actually not meant for you. Yours is meant for you. And with, I I just, I don't believe that should be, you know, even attempted to put into a formula, you know, I believe that we're all meant, if we can, you know, take the time to figure out what that really, what it really, really means for us, you know? And I mean, again, if we have the time, because I'm fully aware that, I mean, quarantine, it's a little bit different because, you know, depending on who you are, you were probably very, very busy or you could have been very, very bored. You know, it, it could have gone, you know, one or one of two ways. But if you ever have the time, you know, there are so many speculations about, you know, within like, uh, I guess, you know, within the spiritual wellness community. And, you know, then there are a lot of, you know, other interesting theories out there about, you know, what quarantine really is. And I'm not sure anybody really knows exactly, you know, why, you know, quarantine, why, you know, coronavirus, all of that stuff. I'm not sure anybody really, um, really, really knows what happened there or what continues to happen now. But for some of us, we were lucky enough to have the space, have the quiet, have the time. And, you know, at first I didn't really see it that way because for me at, you know, the beginning of, you know, quarantine, you know, also tying into the castle, you know, I had been looking for a position I found, you know, at the time what I thought was the perfect one. And I, you know, I was about to, you know, possibly be hired and start like that's, you know, where it was heading. And then with the uncertainty of coronavirus quarantine that was put on hold, you know, so I think at the time I was like, oh, no, you know, I I was just about to start, you know, my next adventure. And, you know, I was really, really excited for that. This is everything I've ever wanted. And then, it, you know, it didn't happen because it does require a physical presence. And for safety reasons, you know, any businesses, you know, all businesses with a physical presence were closed. So, you know, that's just to say that, you know, I didn't always view quarantine as, oh, you know, I have this vacation and I get to, you know, sit and think about my life for the next three months. You know, I'm not even sure how long it's been. What is it? That was like March, April, May. Oh, yeah. Okay. About, yeah, like three months, right? You know, depending on when you started quarantining. Yeah, that's not how I saw it. I did not see it as, oh, let me just reevaluate, you know, reevaluate my entire life for the next three months. You know, that's not, that wasn't ideal. But now, of course, I can look back. And there were moments in the, you know, within, I want to say after the first month, second month, and I was like, oh, wait, this was actually, you know, it, it's, it was frustrating, you know, and, you know, it, 
there were so many times where I was so frustrated and I felt like antsy, like I want to go outside and stuff like that. Um, that's a little bit besides the point, though. Um, the point is, if you ever have the time, you know, if you ever have the time to investigate, really, really take a deep dive and investigate your own relationship with creation. Take it, you know, because we don't always we don't always have the time to do so. And I was fortunate enough to have the time, you know, during quarantine and everything like that. But I, I don't know. It's just so, so important because not only did I discover, you know, in my personal relationship that presence is the most important thing for me, presence and, you know, also presence just with what it is that I really, really value in this life. That's actually another really, really important part of the castle. So this so this came through by actually just like contemplating the image of the castle. So, you know, back in whatever time period that people still really lived in castles. Actually, that's not true. People still do, you know, in just not in America. So I am aware that people still do. Um, but if you, depending on where you live, you know, put yourself in a time period where living in a castle was the most desirable. Ooh, okay. There's a couple of things here. Yeah. Put yourself in a time when a castle was the most desirable, you know, thing that you could ever have, you know, that's the most, like, that means that you've achieved whatever, you know, you're in the highest position of power when you're in the castle. Ooh, that's like, that's going to be really, really important. Even so there's there's a couple of things there, you know, there's the image of the castle as like this is the most desirable, you know, thing ever. Right. You know, this means that you are in the highest position of power. You have everything that you want. What's interesting to me about the castle and just that imagery is, OK, number one. No matter no matter what you have, you know, in terms of, I guess, material, you know, physical possessions, we're all still equal. And not as in, I'm not going to like get too preachy about that, but equal as in, and this is why I love the archetypes, equal as in we all experience the same archetypes. So, you know, I think there are so many there's so many narratives and so many stories out there, possibly, you know, at least by Disney, because I used to I mean, still a huge Disney fan. But especially when I was younger, I was a huge, huge fan of like the Disney princesses franchise. Right. And I'm sure there's probably so many problematic themes in, you know, a lot of older Disney movies. But all of those aside, um, what was so interesting about all of those movies, you know, either, you know, like the concept of the Disney princess living in the castle, having everything that they could ever want, and still there's an issue. I always found that so fascinating because I think that we forget that no matter what it is that we have physically, we still, we still have, we are all still experiencing the full spectrum of the human experience. 
it's just the only difference is whether we are experiencing it with stuff or not. And I've been on both ends of that, you know. And I think that we forget that, you know, for me, this is a really this is a call and an invitation to really, really investigate what it is that really, really, really matters to you. And to be very, very, very clear on that, because with the castle specifically, you know, I think a lot of us think and I'm like just running with the metaphor here that, you know, them, I guess what you could say, living, you know, your best life, that would mean living in the castle, having everything that you've ever wanted. And that's like your seat of power. Your seat of power comes from living in the castle. And so what's so interesting to me about that is, you know, just number one, okay, yeah, there's like, there's so many things, you know, about this. That's really, really important. Um, Number one, the castle isn't important to everyone, you know? So we are taught this, you know, concept that, you know, the castle is the most important thing. Achieving this amount of wealth, achieving this amount of power is the most important thing. That might not be true for everybody. And so that's where manifestation comes in because a lot of the things that we think that we should want, you know, we're like writing down our lists and we're doing X, Y, Z, but we never take the time to truly evaluate whether that does actually matter to us, you know? So that was a big case with me. You know, what I really needed to do at at some point was really, really take a deep look at why am I working so hard for X, Y, Z? Because that was me for a long time. I was, you know, very, very unconscious in my relationship with creation. I was working the hardest I've ever worked for things that at the end of the day, I just did not want. And I was like, this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't matter to me in the same way that it does, you know, maybe the rest of my family, my friends, etc. And that was really, really hard, you know, for me, just because it's one thing. It's it's interesting. It's it's one thing to, you know, want the same things as your friends and your family. And, you know, so there's like a very clear cut path for that. And, you know, to work hard for them, et cetera. But then there's like, wow, I just, my life, it just, it has a totally different intention back to the seed. That's nowhere even close, you know, to what it is that I want. So that was number one. And I kind of forget number two, but I'm sure it'll just like come back through later. Um, But there are so many, there are so many themes associated with the castle in terms of, you know, thinking about what is it that I really want? Why am I, you know, putting so much energy towards, you know, this thing? We only, I mean, there are so many theories out there about past lives, parallel lives. Uh, Let me just start somewhere. You have one life in this body. You have one life, one grand intention in this body. Think about everything that you, you know, you have, because again, goals are not like the enemy or anything like that. I have mine and you have yours and those are all beautiful things to have, but really re- reevaluating 
what is really, really important to me? Is this really, really important to me? And, you know, how am I going to get there? And how am I going to, you know, move with it and engage with that dream? That's really, really important. And so perfect. You know, that ties into the vision. So what I realized also, I want to say over the past couple of months is that, you know, it took me, you know, I want, it took me years to really, really uncover, you know, within the depths of my soul. I don't know. That sounded intense and it probably didn't need to be, um, what my true vision is. And so this, you know, it brings everything together here because we all have, what you could call like a vision, dream, etc. And what's so interesting about, you know, that is it's it's so unique to us, but sometimes it can be hard to uncover. So there were so many times when I thought I had nailed down this is my vision for my life, this is my dream. And again, I say like vision or dream as like as in something you just feel so deeply connected to and that's like the driving force of your life you know so you know I think we've all been around people that have vision you know they're just oh my gosh they they are insanely magnetic you want to be around them because they are so just they are so you know passionate and inspired about everything that they do, you know, those kinds of people, those. And so again, goals, not a bad thing, but I want what I, oh yeah, what I kind of want to trade in is the word goal with the word vision. And here's why. So again, vision to me, vision to me is kind of like not a practice but it's something that you align with versus it's not like a specific material thing. So like a goal is a specific material thing. So if you want an apartment or you want a house or you want this relationship or you want like a career or something like that, all of those are goals. None of those are bad. Vision is a little bit different because vision is something that you can connect with you know, think of it as something that's like alive, you know, something that changes over time, you know, but it is something that you are connected to, something that fuels you. You know, it's that thing that, you know, gets you out of bed every single morning. It's that thing that inspires you. It's that thing that, you know, drives you and pushes you and pushes you outside of your box. It's the thing that you love, you know, and that you are love. The, it's something that you love so much you know, the most in this world. And that's what inspires you to create, you know, every day of your life. What's interesting about the vision is that it's independent of space and time, right? So it doesn't necessarily have a specific form or, you know, a specific manifestation. So like a goal, like a vision is something you have for life. A vision is something that you are connected to for the rest of your life. So, you know, again, a goal would be like, I want this house. But that goal is time dependent, you know, because or like and it's also space dependent because that goal is over once you have the house and 
it is a specific house, right? But vision is so much, it's so different. You know, people have, you know, so many people are connected to visions of, very simply put, being of service in some way. That is not time dependent and that is not space dependent. So as in it is not time dependent, as in that there are so many, there are always opportunities opening up for you to be of service in some way, you know, and so that's number one, like you can do that for the rest of your life and you can always be doing it. So it's not just about, you know, volunteering or charity work, but you can always be connected to your vision in some way, whether you're just, you know, helping somebody with their groceries at the grocery store or having, you know, a loving, compassionate, you know, connection with a friend and really helping them out or just showing up for somebody that might really, really need your help, you know, even if you did don't like get along with them, you know, there are so many ways to show up for other people. That's a beautiful vision to have. And that is something that you can do in every single moment. So it's not time dependent because you can do it whenever you want and there is no, you know, time limit and it is space independent. Sorry, I think I said dependent, independent of time independent of space because it doesn't look you know any certain way it's not like you clock in and clock out of I'm gonna be of service you know from 6 a.m to 1 p.m and that's it you know and it's over at 1 p.m no you know you can do it at any time in any space that's what I mean by vision and that is something that is so important to be connected to you know that definitely absolutely without a doubt saved my life and it really I think you know, vision, vision and the castle, those two actually go really, really well together. I'm always amazed. I I mean, like, I don't know why I'm not less amazed by now, now, but they always go really well together. The vision and the castle go really well together because with the vision, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I really like this. So with the vision and having a vision in mind. And again, this is where manifestation, like I said, it's not bad or anything like that. But then if you want to call it manifestation, it's like if you have a vision in mind and you understand like, and this is your great intention, the seed and this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this so much. So if you have you have your vision, not only does, you know, you're creating, manifesting, whatever you want to call it, right? You're doing that to support your vision. And I think that's what's really, really important. And then not only that, but with the vessel. So then there are like a couple of things that play here, right? So when you are so connected to your vision, you're interacting with the divine feminine. You're interacting with the ooh, yeah, in the world in such a way that you are doing everything that you can to support that vision. So, you know, again, instead of, you know, thinking, you know, me first, manifestation first, you know, what can I write down on my list first? Imagine doing, you know, and by the way, again, writing stuff down. I love writing you know, and by the, writing stuff down and having it in front of me, that that helps me a lot, you know, and especially in order of like keeping track of, you know, how it is that I want to support my vision. 
But doing it aimlessly, that's what's never helped me. Or doing it to arrive at this castle that I'm not even sure that I want to in the first place, that doesn't help me very much. And that's what I was lacking. So, you know, number one, you know, the castle and the vision. Being very, very clear on whatever vision that you have inside of your heart, again, independent of space and time. So you can do it anytime, anywhere, and it can look like anything is number one. And then number two, you know, using creation, manifestation to be aligned with that vision and to create, you know, more opportunities for that. So let's go with the vision of being of service, right? So, and this might actually tie into the prayer, but I'll leave that alone just because that's not one of the cards um, for today. But then, yeah, let's go with the vision of being of service. So that's your intention, right? The seed, you know, the vision and the seed are very, very, you know, closely tied together just because, you know, visions, visions come alive with intention. So the vision kind of comes alive with the seed because visions can kind of sit dormant in your heart and, you know, never come into physical manifestation with no intention. And then we have the castle again, because, you know, we are, this is, again, we are all in a physical experience, you know, no matter how you want to like think about it, you know, we're all here, you know, I'm talking to you and, you know, you're listening to me and, you know, whatnot. So, you know, writing down your lists and, you know, yeah, getting clear on what you want. It's almost, or not writing it down, you know, saying it out loud or just like saying it in your head or whatever. What I, I feel like, what I'm receiving is that the vision combined with the castle creates this new world or this new aspect to your relationship with creation where you are creating, if you want to use manifesting, you are manifesting in order to support your timeless vision of love. Yeah. And I, oh, I really, I don't know. I, I really, really, really like that, you know, because it's not to say like, let's chuck manifestation out altogether, you know, because I think, I think just manifestation needs like a reworking or like a, I don't know, like a rebranding. I don't know, because it's not, again, it's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. You know, creating from an empowered space is a beautiful thing, but creating with intention and with vision, I think that's what's going to take us to the next level is, you know, doing whatever we need to do, writing stuff down and like writing down ideas of how to, you know, bring a vision into play. But then also with the vessel, you know, there's two parts to the vessel because to me, the vessel is about presence. So being present with what's available, but then also in that presence, noticing how everything is supporting your vision, right? So we have a couple of things here. And this to me is like a kind of like a baby beginning of, you know, reworking what it like what our creation uh, what our relationships to creation are really like because we have okay yeah we have the vision so we have you know whatever our internal dream is that's different for everyone recognizing that and then number two oh yeah and then kind of like number two and number three there's not really an order here or anything like that but you know, allowing instead of, ooh, yeah, it's kind of like, um, 
I don't know, the cart before the horse. I don't know if that's like even a phrase. I feel like I heard that, heard that somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, they are a little bit different, you know, depending on which one comes first. Using, I think that using the energy of the castle, the energy of manifestation and the, you know, the energy of like, you know, being focused on what it is that you want to support a vision. I think that is, that's magic, you know, that's magic at work and being so closely and intimately connected to your vision. So that way it's kind of like, you just know, you know what it is that you need you know, to like make it come true or whatever, uh, kind of going back to like Disney princesses a little bit, making dreams come true and stuff like that. But then also it's kind of like, okay, the castle in terms of, you know, this aspect of being future oriented and then the vessel, you know, with being present, those two go together really well, you know, because the vessel again, reminds us to stay present and on understand that whatever it is that we want to create, whatever, you know, vision, whatever dream it is that we are connected to, everything is supporting that every single tiny last thing. And it is up to you to be present enough to understand that everything is supporting you in that endeavor. So every single person you talk to, every single relationship in your life, every, you know, new relationship you will form, every single, you know, everything that you're eating, everything that you're taking in, the breath, you know, the air that you are breathing, you know, the, um, if you're fortunate enough, you know, the walks that you go on outside, depending on, you know, where it is that you live, everything is supporting you in creating that vision. So, ooh, yeah, I really like that, you know? It's not to say, and so this is why this is really important. It's not to say to chuck manifestation out the window. The one thing I do love about manifestation is that I think it, it it's it's weird. It can be grounding a little bit in some ways in just bringing people, you know, like me probably actually back down to earth. What the castle does, what manifestation does, is it does get you, you know, interacting with this physical reality. Because I I have had my moments where, you know, my existential crises where I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Why am I doing anything? And I was just so disconnected from my vision. But the one thing that, you know, manifestation does or manifestation in terms of just interacting with the world around you, I think that's kind of the reworking that it needs. Instead of like manifestation in, you know, in order to get stuff, stuff that we might not even want and stuff that we might not even need, aka, you know, the castle. By the way, if it is stuff that you want and that you need, that is great. Again, it's more of just, do you want it? Do you need it? Is it something that is like, is this an ideal that is really, really yours? Does it belong to you? And if it does, phenomenal. No, no, no more, you know, no more conversation needed. Whatever it is, we just need to think about that, you know, and like be aware of, is this something that I want? Is this something that I need? Is this something that is truly important to me? We still need, you know, some form of manifestation, creation, 
and this is where the castle and the vessel again come together in terms of you know keeping us grounded and understanding that everything in this third dimensional reality has a part and so one of the things that I do like again the only thing that I was just like not too fond of in terms of manifestation was that the way we are approaching it now doesn't encourage people to investigate what their relationship to manifestation creation really is for themselves. I think when you know, that's where the magic, that's where the alchemy happens. You know, when you have your own relationship with it. So where was I? Yeah. So the castle in terms of interacting with the energy around us and understanding, understanding that you know, with the energy around us, we are empowered co-creators all for it. And understanding that we have the power to, you know, bring our visions, you know, into different manifestations and into different physical forms, I am all for it. And understanding, again, with the vessel that everything is supporting that, all for it. Just be aware of, you know, whatever that looks like to you. Because the way that I'm describing it, you know, it's, it's a mix. It's a mix of like, you know, this in an archetypal sense. And it's a little bit personal just because I can, you know, I can only speak on what it is that I know. But I think taking just like a more instead. Okay. So I think this is kind of what it boils down to. And this is the seed again. I believe that, you know, manifestation in terms of getting more stuff and working toward a goal that might not even be something that is aligned with our vision that doesn't help us and it doesn't support us and our growth at all you know just like working towards something that's just like not even yours and like it, it just doesn't help us and it doesn't help us you know in terms of all of the different beautiful things that you could be creating if you were connected to whatever your personal vision is. Because like I said before, we all have one, right? And if you, it it goes, you know, if you don't recognize it, if you don't, you know, allow it to grow, if you don't nurture it with love, it goes, it's kind of like a lost, buried treasure out there somewhere. And so this is, you know, again, with the diversity and the inclusivity, right? The more and more people that spend time and resources and energy and love into dreams that are not theirs, we lose, you know, the diversity in visions that are coming to physical reality in this world. We lose that diversity. And then it also, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't promote inclusivity in terms of, you know, realizing that everybody does have a unique vision. Because I think that the more we you know, we get used to, you know, different people having different visions and different dreams that they want to create and bring into third dimensional reality, physical reality, whatever. The more we get used to that, the more we are understanding and the more we want to support one another and more and like what those visions are. So like, for example, with manifestation, you know, there are people that have so many different theories on manifestation, right? And for me, I'm like, there is no right or wrong way. Whatever you think happens, great. That's what's up for you, right? 
and it's not necessarily the same for me, but whatever you, whatever you think, whatever you're, you know, whatever, you know, that's for you, right? Not we're some of us are not on the same page with that, right? Some of us might say, no, there is a right and a wrong way to manifest or not even like that, like cutthroat, but they might even wonder, is there a right or a wrong way to manifest? And that's kind of what I want to get rid of. You know, that's the point of like, investigating our, you know, relationships with creation is realizing there is no right or wrong way to be in relationship with creation. There is only your way, but no, unfortunately and fortunately, no one can understand that way for you. You know, you need to, you know, do whatever it is that you need to do within yourself to discover what that is. Okay. So there is no, you know, there is no right or wrong way to manifest. There is no right or wrong way to interact with the world around you. There is no right or wrong intention. There is no right or wrong vision. There's no right or wrong anything. You know, there is only the way that you want. However, your way is not for the next person, you know, your neighbor or your pet or like, I don't even know. Because I don't even know if animals worry about these things. But your way is not for everybody. You know, so marketing and selling it like this is how you manifest. This is how you create. That's cra- like not crazy. Um, that's like kind of like weird to me just because what you're going to put out your personal relationship with creation out there and say that this is how everybody should relate to creation. No, you know, that totally discourages people completely discourages people from going out on a limb and doing it on their own because they're worried, am I manifesting right? Things aren't showing up. What do I do? And like looking to one person to answer these questions. And so it's like, why? You know, I feel as if, you know, we've taken, again, manifestation with the intention of, you know, allowing us to create from an empowered place that totally gets taken away. You know, when we feel the need to have to look to one person, any person, to ask them, am I manifesting correctly? Am I doing this correctly? Am I, like, good enough to do whatever? Like, what does this mean? What does that mean? Why are we asking anybody else but ourselves? So that's, like, the inclusivity part, you know, or both. A little bit of both. I believe that creation with presence, as in, Being very, very present and aware of the creation within every vessel, you know, creation in its many, many forms. So creation with that, as in, you know, everything is, you know, ultimately, you know, and, and you know what it is, actually? Forget that, you know, because that's something that is personal to me. You know, the this concept of the vessel and, you know, everything is creation in infinite forms supporting you. That is something that is like, that's something that probably works, you know, for some people. Um, It might not work for everybody, but focusing more on how you feel. And I know that sounds, you know, crazy, like intangible. Um, But just... Focus on how you feel as you play around with your relationship with creation because this is just, you know, one conversation, one example, 
yours is so different. These are just things to keep in mind, you know? I think that or with the vessel, again, for me, the the idea that creation is here in many different forms supporting me, that just keeps me present. So it might, you know, for you, it might not be anything about that. But think about possibly if it makes you feel, you know, better, more grounded, connected, etc. How can you, you know, not tweak, but engage with creation in such a way or rethink your relationship with creation in such a way that does keep you present? You know, because why you don't have to live in the past or the future. You know, there's so there's so much richness, you know, just living here in the present so much like I guess what you could call abundance or something like that. You know, that's like another kind of loaded word or maybe it's a word I'm like, oh, that is kind of like a word that goes well, really, really well with the castle. So the castle could also be, you know, a call to redefine abundance because that is something that has been, you know, put into a bunch of different boxes where when I tried like even just, you know, in my very, very confused days state, I would look up what is, wait, what does abundance really, really mean? And then I just gave up on that because it gave me a headache and I was just like, I have to, I have to do this for myself and figure that out. So that could be another good question, you know, as you contemplate the castle. And that actually ties in really, really well with what I said before about, you know, the castle. Oh, yeah. The castle looks one way on the outside. And we all think that we're meant to strive for the castle and because the castle is full of abundance and riches and power. So redefining for you what abundance and power really, really means to you. Because for me, the abundance and power, I feel, for me, abundance and power is directly connected to the vision. Only because, you know, the vision, my personal vision, you know, that is what gets me so excited and energized. So power in terms of just like energized, you know, that's what gets me, you know, excited and energized every single day. And I feel, you know, when I'm connected to that vision and the vision, I know I said earlier something about, you know, the example of a vision of being of service. Visions can't necessarily be, you know, just described in a couple of words. That was just like a blanket example just to like you know, keep things simple. So if your vision, it's not some, it's something that is like, you will, you know, depending on how you perceive creation, known, seen, felt, etc. You'll just like, you'll know how you know, you know, how you know what it is. That might have been confusing a little bit. Um, but it isn't something that can be, you know, sometimes put into words quite like that all the time in a very, very simple way. But the vision, you know, really showed me that abundance and power to me is this ability to be filled with so much love. And I'm going to throw it out there, even though it's incredibly cheesy, so much love and so much creativity. But that's also a personal thing to me because, I mean, I mean, there's like so many different. Oh, yeah, there's so many different definitions and like ways to express creativity 
But when I say creativity, I mean like love and connection to creation, like that inspiring, you know, infinite spring of creativity. To me, that is like abundance and power. And so that is something that like, but, and like, I know that might sound like all well and good and like that might apply to everyone, but you need to know that for yourself. You know, there's no like cutting corners in that department. Because you can have a million people tell you what they think about abundance, but you you need to know it for yourself, you know? And so that might be the last thing, you know, I wanted to talk about is like, and I think I talked about it a little bit, but it did not get, you know, the attention that it deserved is this concept of, you know, what does, you know, ultimately that success really look like to you? And what does it really feel like to you? That's also something to contemplate. So that was something, you know, it ties a little bit into, you know, the previous episode about the prayer. Now, in terms of solely in terms of the castle. So I think that like, again, with the typical manifestation rhetoric, you you write something down that you want on a list. So you have your intention. You write it down somewhere, you know, within a list on some sheet of paper And then when it materializes, that's how you know you were successful, right? So what's interesting is like depending, and that's like a very linear view of manifestation. Maybe that's what I'll call it, like linear manifestation. Um, So in terms of linear, you know, very typical linear manifestation, that works, right? So for me, what I struggled with a lot was if I'm not, Like, that makes a lot of sense. That's very linear. It makes a lot of sense. But how do I know, you know, when I'm really aligned with my vision, et cetera, if, you know, it's not based on, like, physical results? And I think, again, I think it's really important. Ooh, yeah. I don't think I stress this enough that the importance of having, being connected to a vision independent of space and time, that's really, really, really important because things change all the time in this, you know, experience in this reality, everything is always changing. You know, don't know who said it, but if there's one thing that is constant, it's change. And so, you know, what I wouldn't recommend, you know, for anybody doing is like putting, you know, stock into or like having some specific thing be the vision that guides their life because things, you know, they change. They change like way too much. Um, I, I'm not sure. I kind of lost my place. You, you would think I was like reading a book and I just like kind of lost my place in the book, but redefining, you know, how, oh yeah, yeah. That was something that like was a little bit difficult for me because I couldn't, I was like, okay, well without, you know, my life being, if my life is surrounded, surrounded around this vision instead of being surrounded around the castle, it's very, it's very easy to understand when I have reached the castle or, you know, fill in whatever third dimensional goal there. If, and so, Ooh, yeah, I love that a lot more. Okay. So again, what's really important here is like using again, the castle to support the vision, right? The castle is important, 
you know, in terms of interacting and being engaged in this third dimensional experience, you know, that's, that's really, really important. But then, yeah, your definition of success will change because the vision, it's something that, it's something that you will always have with you. And so you only you will know it's kind of it's more about like I want I want to say alignment more than anything else. You know, you kind of need to also rediscover and that that'll be that's like kind of tied into reworking what success is. But I realized for me, you know, success and I'm doing a lot of air quotes here and I realized, oh, wait, nobody can see me. For me, success is being aligned with my vision. And I know in my heart how that kind of like plays out and like when I am connected to my vision. But that's something that's unfortunately, also fortunately, because it's kind of cool and kind of mysterious. It's impossible, you know, for me to or nearly impossible for me to fully explain, you know, how I know, you know, when I'm like aligned with my vision. You know, it's like it's like a combination of like a feeling and it's just it's so oh. it's you just filled up with so much love you know that's like the best way that I that's the best way that I could describe it but there's like there's just so much redefining that needs to happen in how we create what it is that we create how we go about it and that's my major question you know and doing you know, just doing a real, like a serious, you know, not serious because it's fun, right? Um, But doing like a comprehensive, comprehensive deep dive, hopefully that's the right word, comprehensive deep dive into the castle in terms of how we are creating, what we are creating, why we are creating it, and how that supports the world around us too, you know? Because that's ultimately also what this is about. It's not just about, you know, me, 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 or like you, you, you all the time. It's about all of us, right? The vessel, you know, all forms of creation coming together to create together. So that also, you know, there's so many different wonderful interpretations of the vessel, but that could be one to just keep in mind is that as you are manifesting, as you are creating, it's not just about supporting the vision, but also how can you support, you know, all of the other forms of creation in their co-creations, you know? And so what's so magical about the vision is that when you are aligned with the vision, that just happens in every moment, right? So you don't even have to think about, oh, how can I support X, Y, Z? You will just be supporting them because when the vision is at the center of your creations, at the center of your manifestations, that's, oh my gosh, that's just where the love, the magic, the creativity, the abundance comes from. And like, you will just automatically be supporting everybody, you know, whether you're aware of it or not. And like more, probably more of the time you might not be aware of, you know, or be able to fully comprehend how when you are aligned with your vision, you're just, you know, in that co-creative dance, you know, with everybody else. So it's something, it's, it's truly magic. So I think that that is it. You know, sometimes I'm like, I don't really know if that's it, but I am trying to like keep it closer to an hour more than anything else. But just again, remember, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? You know, evaluating all of those like corners, you know, kind of like doing some upkeep 
in just like your relationship with creation. What's my intention, the seed? You know, what is my vision? How does it align? You know, again, the vision coming first and then using, you know, again, the vision and the castle. Those are both the vision, the castle, the seed and the vessel are all important components of your, you know, relationship with creation and how you create. So for one thing for each, knowing what your vision is, again, your timeless, spaceless vision, something that you can connect to no matter where or when you are. That's like number one. Again, there's not really an order, but consider, you know, what's what that is, your intention overall with your relationship with creation. That's number two. And then again, how you are. Oh, and then number three, the vessel understanding yourself as a form of creation and, you know, all of this as, you know, forms of creation, you know, co-creating together. Or if you're not really into that presence and how you can, you know, access and tap into presence. And then, you know, number four, we have the castle, which is, you know, how we are creating and creating in order to support you know, our vision in order to support our intentions and getting to the root of our intentions. I feel like I didn't really talk about the seed that much, or maybe I did, but, you know, getting to the root of our intentions of, you know, why it is that we're doing the things that we're doing, very, very important. So yourself as a co-creator, being present, your vision, your intentions, and how you create. And it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, thinking about how we create, you know, especially if you have the time to do so right now. And again, you know, we started with the castle, so we will end with the castle. This isn't to say anybody's form of creation manifestation isn't good, is good or bad even. It's more of just like finding your own finding your own rhythm with however it is that you, is that a word? However it is that you create, that's the most important thing and not just taking that for granted. Okay, I think, I think we're good. But yeah, just, you know, don't take that for granted. You, you have your own, you know, your wisdom, your own knowledge to share. And in order for you to really show up and show up with your vision completely, you need to be open to, whatever your relationship with creation is. With that, I will leave you. That was that was different. You know, there were so many things I was thinking about in terms of the castle. As I mentioned before, I had been thinking about it for the past couple of days. So it's just different in terms of, you know, of course I have my own ideas, but then, you know, what comes through is whatever needs to come through in the moment. And that's how it is with all of the archetype cards. You know, there are so many ways in which you can go deeper and deeper with every single archetype, depending on, you know, which cards also come through in a reading. So I think that's a great place to end. I think there are so many things that we can all, you know, collectively reevaluate. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. 